had a question to ask at the beginning of this, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> and that's where, fantastic. That's where I'm at with that. So, well, as we do, we can just uh, start riffing and then work into it. Freestyle riffing. Yeah, yeah. So, how have you been, a, buddy? How's your week been? My week has been pretty uh pretty all right so far. I've done the ultimate old man thing and uh I slept on my neck wrong and I still can't really move to the right or left fully. Ooh. It hurts cuz uh that's what happens when you get 30 plus. So Yeah. It's been yeah. awesome. Been dealing yeah. with that. I've not so. had any big sleeping pain but i don't sleep comfortably anymore (laughs) and that's all i can say about that to describe it is i just no longer have a comfortable eight hours of sleep at some point i wake up and my back's a little sore so wait you you get eight hours position you you would say you average eight hours oh no (laughs) no no even if i were to sleep eight i wouldn't sleep it all the way through i'd wake up like two three hours into it and be like ow and i had to shift Damn, yeah, you're doing it wrong. I think we're both doing it wrong. It's not supposed yeah. to be that painful when you sleep. Apparently, uh, sleeping on your back like is the way. Like a fucking vampire, I guess, yeah. but it's so uncomfortable. That's the way I've tried to sleep the last few nights, but uh, it is very, very weird. Uh, uh-huh. I couldn't get into it. I imagine you'd have to be really good at meditating uh, to go to sleep like that. And I don't know why, but it seems just... I don't know. You're completely still in that stance. You're not moving. There's no like pos- chance to like, I don't know, reposition yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I, I got saw, there. I, we're both obviously not back sleepers. I take it you're a side sleeper. Or or some kind of weird front side awkward position. I do which that is one why too. I wake up and I hurt. Yeah, that's that's my problem as well. I'm like sprawled out sort of like a Spider-Man scaling a building. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's not good. No, no, no. As as evidenced by our uh, (laughs) middle-aged man pains. (laughs) But uh, also like middle-aged men, we will just continue to ignore it and soldier on. uh, And eventually... (laughs) Not change anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. The the world will change for me. I I do not change for the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm rigid. Mm -hmm. I I refuse to adapt to new information. I instead shrink away in fear and then lash out in anger at things I don't or refuse to understand. That's how I choose to live healthily in 2021. Cheers. Yeah. (laughs) I think the cheers and, and if only the world had more people like that in it. Um, could you now, at this point in time, make a video game about Princess Diana? Yes. Yeah. But I I guess it depends on how. Like, I don't think (laughs) you're going to make like a, a Custer's Revenge kind of game with Princess Diana or anything like real crass. But if you were to do something, and then let's say like it was like a more character-driven like Fallout or Mass Effect type game, 
and one or Witcher or <laughs> Cyberpunk for that matter. And like a story-driven narrative about yeah. the People's Princess. Well, or or around that time, and the princess what is if, just like a one-off thing, or like an Assassin's Creed game. They could reference, I think, Princess Diana in a mission, and I think it'd be okay. What as if long it as it's not like a Princess <laughs> Diana Japanese-style dating sim, where you get to that, pick the next Prince of England, who's Diana's new boyfriend. <laughs> Is I that mean, crass? yes, that is very crass. That would yes. not be approved. But I would also be like, you you couldn't even maybe joke around about like car crashes and have right? like any kind of like nod or wink to that if this was like an Assassin's Creed type game. Like you couldn't have like a buggy section and then like she almost misses it. And then she looks at the camera and goes, that was a close one. Like you couldn't do something like that. Was the... Was the Princess Diana Beanie Baby crass? <laughs> uh, yes, only because the Beanie Baby market was crass to begin with. And True, that Princess tacky. Diana was nothing but manipulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was also very tacky. Yeah. But, uh, but they, they took Princess over. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say they took over my small town. Did they take over yours? Yeah. The princess died uh Beanie Baby or Beanie Babies in general? Both, really. Yes. There yes. was like this yeah. one little shack store that you could go to get your Beanie Babies at, and like it was every Tuesday that place was fucking packed. And then like Man. Hallmark started carrying them and everybody was like, Oh my god, because they had a Hallmark store, and yeah, uh, that was that was a weird time in like nineteen ninety. Man, have you ever seen the picture? Of the divorcing couple dividing up Beanie Babies in court. Is that not the saddest picture on the internet? It's just real depressing. Isn't it? It's so depressing. Oh, it hurts. It hurts to look at. That's a real thing that really happened in a court of law. A divorcing couple split up their Beanie Baby (laughs) investment. In public! There are pictures of it. Oh, man. I mean, it's very petty. It is very petty. (sighs) But it is something I'm beyond doing. No, I mean, if it was like one of the collections of mine, do or you something, think? Are there going to be? Uh, are there going to be? I don't be think divor- there'd be any fight. Is so? Is that picture already being taken now with uh, those mm. pop vinyls? What the fuck are they? Oh, the head, the big head toys. Yeah, what are they? I think they're just called pops, pop, sure. pop vinyls. That's it. We know just nothing pops. about it. But those is that picture already been recreated <laughs> in a divorce court of law? Because everything uh, is cyclical. <laughs> yeah, I would wheel, say yes. Maybe not only because divorce rates are down, only because marriages are also down. <laughs> also because people don't want to divide up their beanie babies in public. That's also true. Who's going to... Yeah, yeah. In a court case, I can't imagine any couple being really that into, like, any kind of collection like that anymore nowadays. Right. Like, who would be? Like, even Pops, I don't think they're that super collectible. I've seen some fucking collections that are like, mmm. Yeah. Like, taking up entire walls of dudes' houses. Yeah, but are they rooms. are they valuable? Like, oh, 
that's I see what you're saying. Like, well, were Beanie Babies even really valuable, or is it like there was a bubble? I mean, exactly. they are they, they nothing were now. Valuable, but, but were, it was just a fucking fake investment that blew up really quick. But at that time, like there. I don't remember. I don't remember anything, so I can't be fucking quoted. I feel, but like there were like certain animals that I thought were worth like near thousands of dollars, and that I'm sure to me were. is obs- that I that right there. I would question: Is there a pop that's worth a thousand dollars? I don't know man. that there would be. We didn't do any research because this is all no. coming up on the fly, uh, and. Yeah, this is far from our our field because I don't think you and I are very much collectors in that sense. We like to have things, but we don't like certain things. But we don't like to yeah. finish. Yeah, or, or yeah, because that's what Beanie Babies is essentially. Is you have to get all of them in the rare shit and and all of the misprints and that. I don't care about that. Oh, yeah, I that's don't care what about make, that's what makes them and, valuable is those misprinted tags mm-hmm. where it's like. Elbert the elephant, but it's on the Gilbert giraffe fucking, and 500 of them got made, so. Yeah. That's why coins are, like, rare, and stamps, I guess, right? Everything! It's because of rarity. Yeah, but even, I was thinking about that, coins and stamps, that's a sad rarity that's not a thing anymore. How many many times do you see coins and stamp shops anymore? Do you miss them? Did you fucking freak? No, them? I don't miss them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like let's let's have a prayer vigil for these <laughs> shots. I'm just like it it it, <laughs> it surprised me how irrelevant they became for like something that was fucking huge in the 90s. And everybody yeah. like QVC and all these channels, you wouldn't see anything but these fucking stamps and and coin collections. Dude. And now it's nothing. Man, how awesome was like Summer vacation, two o'clock in the morning, QVC dude is selling swords, and he's got like 50 of them on stage. You remember that? Shit. Did you ever see that video? Those? Oh, man. I've seen, maybe not swords, but knives. Because they the always, guy too. They show a lot of knives, and I yeah. stay up specifically to watch the knives. So. <laughs> I loved weird. infomercials, man. That That's like an era of time that I miss. It was... It was the most wasted time of all. Like, who the fuck... Who misses watching commercials? But I specifically remember staying up late with not a responsibility and watching infomercials forever. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Many a Friday and Saturday night. And I would... Like, it was a good thing that I didn't have access to a credit card as, like, a 14-year-old kid. Because, dude, I'd have been all over some of that shit. And then... yeah. Well, what am I going to use with like the copper pan that uh you know you would not have, stick to? You would not have bought a copper pan. It would not have gone that far, Dude, would it? At two in the morning when you're sleep deprived, you're like, do they make it look tight? Like, yeah, this is dope. I could make that omelet super easy. Uh, <laughs> all I need is this pan. That's how they get you. They prey I on guess the weak. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, honestly, now now what they prey on is uh, the elderly, right? They're the only ones who are still watching them on cable, and I bet you it's the uh, the kind of that. Oh man, I can try real hard not to be offensive to the elderly here. They're like a sundowner syndrome, where like they start to kind of lose it. So like, 
then they start to make questionable choices and like that QVC person talking at them kind of like, I don't know. I feel like there's something there that should be looked into. I don't have the resources, the smarts, where, how, or like care enough, but like, I'm pretty sure QVC and those channels left manipulating the old people. I know, man. You can, uh, you can get pretty far manipulating the olds. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you do. Yes, uh, you do. My mother-in-law asked me, like, the other day, though, about how she can start cutting the cord. She wants to get rid of cable. So I was like, hey, all right, they're catching on. It's the way to go. Nice. Very Um, nice. I I feel like it's an easy conversation to have about cutting that, uh, cutting the cables, if you don't need sports. If you need sports, it's a lot harder because those cable packages offer a lot of. They're only it's only a lot harder if you're like completely computer illiterate as well, which I guess most oh, is old that people true? are. Oh yeah, dude. Can you just stream most of the stuff? Yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. Oh no shit. Okay. <laughs> Very easily. This is what I hear. This is what I hear many times. But granted, it's from I think it's boomers from, mm-hmm. who still Olds? have cables. Yeah. 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 They're uh-huh. like. But I miss my sports. You don't miss a single sport if you want it. Yeah. I guess if I care even, enough, I could like, have looked into it. Even <laughs> if you cut the cable, like, you could, if you want to, you could buy the subscription to, like, all of those and still watch them separate from your cable package. Mm-hmm. I think you can do shit like that. I don't know, man. It's I true. just watch them all illegally. Come get me, FBI. I'm here. <laughs> you just, uh... You just out yourself live to the FBI. That is a bold move. <laughs> that is surely not going to have any repercussions. No, it's good, man. It's going to work out just fine. <laughs> uh, me and this the FBI, is the, we're the like plot this. of Hackers 2. <laughs> it's Hackers 2. FBI, I'm cool. And they're like, all right, man. And then it's a real Sandra Bullock situation where like, I got to be in a beauty pageant to uh, like... Okay. Stop an assassination from Murphy Brown, you know? Except you have to be in a uh, a situation where you're doing all that and... Wait, so wait. Why the, the FBI hired you because you're cool? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Well, okay, all right. No, never mind, never mind. I take back any criticism. This is airtight. Yeah. This is airtight. And uh, it's it's an NBC show. It's my pilot. It starts uh, this sweep season. It's called Cool Guy. It's part of the uh, the Wednesday night back in action block. So uh, I look forward to, you know, you guys checking it out. It'll be cool. It's Cool Guy. It's me, NBC's This Spring. Oh, man. You missed a chance there. I thought you were I saying did. it'll be cool, guys. <laughs> Oh, I missed that one, huh? <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess, yeah. Uh, who's to say if you missed it or not, but <laughs> uh, it would have tickled the shit out of me. <laughs> it's cool, guy. <laughs> Man, oh, okay. Imagine if I did have my own NBC crime series <laughs> where the FBI mm. hired me because I was cool. <laughs> Well, one, <laughs> I don't see why that's any different from many other pilots. 
two. Um, are you playing yourself? Or do you I have somebody uh, playing you? It's rom. Oh, that's a good point, too. I'd say romanticized a la James Vanderbeek and Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Okay. You know? So you're, pe- you're playing a version of yourself. Yeah, which is what I already do every day in life, so. Hey. Just crank that up <laughs> to, like, seven. And, hey, it's NBC sitcom. Huzzah. That's pretty much it. Who <clears throat> else fills out that cast? I don't know, man. Who's my who's my straight man who's FBI your, yeah. agent? Hmm. Are you going for? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Do we go for like the old grizzled chief, or do we go for like the younger kid on the scene who has to boss you around? And that's the humor. Is you got to take it from like this little twenty year old fresh out of fresh out know. of Harvard. What I do know is that I want the deputy director of the FBI that I report to to be Norm Macdonald. Ooh. Okay. I like it. Right. But he's got to be written in where he can he can come and leave when yeah. his uh, habits de- depend on it. He's not like in every episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the special get. Mm-hmm. He's the exactly. and or yeah, he's the and credit or with. <laughs> yeah, he's the with. Exactly. Exactly. That's who Norm Macdonald is. All right. I like it. So far, um, three guys. Any any ladies on the show? I think so I mean I don't know many TV female stars I I just go movie which are going to be way more expensive but like Rebel Wilson would be great that's that's your choice first huh I mean she's hilarious she's okay I think she's got great chops she's fine I wouldn't say great but she's fine are, she plays like are you going off I, of I cats? Like. Are you going off of cats? No, I'm not going. She's actually <laughs> the worst part of cats. I hate her in cats. And I've seen cats. I, Judy Dench is maybe the worst part of cats. Oh god, I can't. I still can't believe Judy Dench was wrangled into that one. And then Idris Elba is also pretty bad in cats. I think at this point, Idris Elba just has questionable choices. I think he will say yes to anything after that in Dark Tower. I think he just says yes. And I think, I think there so. was something else, too, I had that feeling for. You know I what? I can't uh, remember. I have a feeling Hobbs that this... Shaw. Oh, you think? I think he had fun on that one. I uh, that do, I've never... too. Here's, here's the thing. I say that I've yeah. not fucking seen that movie. I don't know. It's... The fuck? I mean... <laughs> It's dumb. It's fun. It's like a Fast and Furious movie. That's it. I got a. Uh, I got a feeling Nothing that more. this is the best start to the video games episode uh, we could ever hope for. We've pitched an yeah. NBC pilot, <laughs> and uh, I feel like a dick. We didn't even cast you on the pilot. Would you be on the pilot? Nah. Would you be would you be my Charlie voice in the box off-screen character? Ooh, interesting. Um maybe or you could even just cast somebody as me. I would take John Mulaney. <laughs> you take John Mulaney would actually be pretty good, actually. I <laughs> I can't really argue that casting at all. I thought Thomas Middleditch, but yeah. I'd also take Thomas Middleditch. 
But I think he's funnier than I am. And that's not to say John Mulaney isn't funnier, but like he's mm, goofier, more visually funny. He's Here's, more dynamic. Here, how about this one? How about Nathan Fillion? <laughs> as you uh, uh shit oh <laughs> what yeah as first i thought you said nathan fielder is what i i thought you meant oh. nathan for you and i was like oh yeah that's pretty dead on i yep. get that i see that yeah and then yeah. philly had hit me and then i just laughed like a maniac because in no fucking universe <laughs> am i that that it, that's cool. the thing it's cool guy it's an nbc sitcom buddy cop where I'm played by John Hamm. Ooh, okay. I like it. So now you your your uh dramatized version of yourself is gone is John Hamm. And, and now who 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 did I just say you're played by? Uh oh shit, it's not Thomas Middleditch. No, it's all right. Uh how about weirdo sex freak Army Hammer? I guess before that, that would have been a compliment. But yeah. now, I, I've not, uh, here's something. I've seen the blurbs. I've never, I've not read shit about this. I have I no either. idea what's even going on. I think he did a thing with his wiener. I think he implied something darker sexually. Oh, yeah. But I don't hey, remember, remember what it was. You remember when that chick from Smallville was in an actual sex cult? And she, the like, <laughs> she uh-huh. had a tattoo. What the fuck, dude? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. wild shit. Yeah. Somebody should make a movie out of that. Or it's a crime to solve on uh. Pool Guy on NBC. <gasps> That's the season one villain is the Nixvis cult. And we take it down. And by but we, we mean- I mean John Hamm. And not Army Hammer, but whoever that other one was. Yeah, whoever we said first, but can't remember now. Um, <laughs> buddy, uh, I, I would behoove us to talk about some games. I know you don't have many, or you, so you claim. I can, I think of like two. I think. Oh, I've got, I've got now uh, six. I could talk about, and whittle it down to five if I need to. But okay, I've, I've got, got a full some, list I hope now. We have some some crossovers. We might have some. We might have some. I honestly anticipate we're not going to have too many outside of maybe one or two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be... I don't know. I think every video game year we end up having very, very different video games. And I think that's a strength of ours. But we we both have very different tastes that we usually gravitate towards when when we game. I didn't count. Let me see. I have one, two... I have 11, but Mm. like I said, I feel like we have some crossover for sure. I'd say so go for it, but since you have so many, we should, you have 11? Yeah. Rapid fire your bottom five. Talk about your bottom five and I can interject in and talk about them too if I need to. But we'll just okay. go for your first five, and then we'll be paired off one, 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 one to the end. Okay. Uh, so, overall, Call of Duty Cold War was pretty just meh. Okay. 
It was cool to play at first, especially with a group of people, but when I was by myself, I was not really drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same can be said outside of the like multiplayer aspect. Was not really into Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, interesting. It, so you it enjoyed very, it, but you just didn't love it like everybody else. No, I, I mean, I didn't even... It, it, it ingrained it on me. It, it was so much like an Assassin's Creed. and Oh, Interesting. I don't know. It was maybe too much like it that I just didn't really. I don't know. I, did, I, yeah, I just didn't really dig into it. So, hmm. and I found it kind of frustrating. And I felt Sekiro was way better executed personally. So yeah, by the yeah. time Ghost of Tsushima got there, it just didn't have the impact. Yeah. So, I've not Maybe. played Ghost of Tsushima, so I can't really rebut you or be the voice of rebuttal here. Uh, but it is, it, it is the third game after Sekiro and then what even Neo. Um, and it hits very similar kind of themes and feels. So yeah, I can see it being easily compared to those. And if it's not hitting you like those were, yeah. It does have the cool aspect of like, you can play dress up because there's different armors you can get and. I'm a sucker for dressing up yeah. digital dolls like that. So the I hear there's a black and white Akira uh, Kurosawa mode, yeah. which is brilliant. Uh, there's some smart things. I have yet to play it. I'm interested in playing it, but I also have, I think, a higher patience for those kind of games. Yeah. Well, you probably do because um, you do like the Assassin's Creed style stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not that one specifically, but like Far Cry or Horizon, See, which but are I, Yeah, I similar. do like Far Cry, but I feel that I wouldn't like Horizon Zero Dawn. And I don't like every I don't Far think Cry. you would either, because it's real close to Breath of the Wild, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that's another one, Breath of the Wild, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm kind of not into open world unless it's GTA, where I can yeah. run people down with a vehicle. So. I get that. I get that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a gaming preference type. So I I completely completely understand that one. Um another one that's fun and this it's just in the bottom, not that it's bad. Uh that would be probably I'd have to say Among Us. Interesting. I I liked Among Us did a not lot. Even put this on my list. Yeah, see? Alright, so that's that's another <laughs> crossover we had that came out. I don't know if it came out this year, but it blew up this year. Mm-hmm. We definitely played it. Um, when I did play it and when it was clicking with everybody, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm playing with some more people now. That's still a lot of fun. And, uh, really? Yeah. If you would like to get nice. in, it's all people you know, so you could have fun, but eh, maybe I get it maybe. anyway. Maybe it's, it's nice I, to I, still play quick is, stuff, but yeah. it's one for me that got burnt out real quick. Sure. Um, I can see it too. Really, really enjoyed it when it went for the, First few games, first several hours. I don't know. Maybe there's just not enough ways to be a troll in it for me. But I, I, yeah, I ended up feeling like I got to the, the point where I've exhausted all enjoyment I was going to get from that game. Uh, Fair unless enough. they started implementing new changes or changes since that I, I've not known about, but. 
I think the thing with it that does kind of keep it fresh is that, you know, I am playing with some newer people, so it's 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 a different experience in that sense, but uh, I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's not a deep game. Yeah. Like, you're going to blast through it, and uh, that's going to be it. So that's why, again, it's not super high up on the list. Not that it's a bad game. It's just not a lot there, too. Um, another one that I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, but it's just... And you probably have this one on here, so maybe we can take a break and let you talk a little bit. It's going to be Spider-Man Miles Morales. Hey, I do have that. But I figured you would. I can, yeah, I'll I'll hop in, but this is high up on my list. It is high up on your list. It's higher, yeah. It is not the number one, but it's pretty high. Okay, well, we can we can pause on it then. Still, it's again. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just mm. saying I was still pretty burnt out from the first yeah. Spider-Man because uh, I platinumed that, and then playing this, I it was I really enjoyed it, but it was just like mm. ah, I I kind of didn't slog all the way through it. So it's yep. not that it's a bad game, and I got it again. A big part for me is because it's obviously like a PS5 showpiece too, and it does look fucking fantastic. On the PS5, blasting at 4K, like oh yeah, it's a great looking game. So it's not. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it. And uh, but I will uh, look forward to you expounding on it a little bit more. Yeah, that's it. And instead, yeah, jump in with another one that uh, was pretty fun at start, but really like kind of let me down with its staying power. It didn't really achieve what I wanted. And that would be uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh, that's it's, a surprising it's, one to me. It's a good game. It's a solid game. I still like it. Uh, I just really don't have reason to play it much. There's not enough mm. to go back for, I feel. Maybe that's on me. Maybe I hyped it up. But uh, it's still great. I just haven't played it in a while. And I, it's long breaks in between when I do play it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a nice fad. Maybe it was a quarantine thing. But uh We'll see what uh what the next one brings. Okay. Hopefully, I got some. Very surprised by that. I thought that was going to be higher up on your list. Again, it it would have if we recorded this like in whatever July maybe when it was yeah, still really fresh. Year. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, just staying power wasn't there. So, uh, and maybe just because it has had a bit of. A history already, and I haven't got to put as much time into it because of that, and also a technical difficulty on my end. Uh, but I'm also going to say Cyberpunk is mm. it's. <clears throat> I've enjoyed what I've played, <clears throat> but it's also you can see some things, um, and it. Uh, I didn't have very many issues myself. I did have a couple of uh, crashing issues, and I haven't played mm. much since the most recent stabilization updates have come out, but. Uh, it is a it's a it's a great game when it works right, and I just I haven't gotten deep enough to give it a full like, hey, this yeah. is a top game of twenty twenty, you know. So same, same that one I I feel like could could have very easily made my list. I just didn't play it, and I'm not going to until it gets a little bit more stable. That's it. So that's that's a big bunch of like right out the gate. I like that. Perfect. Okay. That's awesome. So that means uh, I know a few of yours that are going to be in the tops then. 
Oh, do you have I them too? I can deduce now some of yours that oh, are yeah, going to be course. up there. Of course. Um, well, I think that leaves us both six, right? I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five now, so. Five. Okay. Well, then I'll hop in with my number six, and then we can alternate that way then. Okay. Um, so my number six is Rogue Company. That's my uh, number five, so. Hey, perfect. Uh, we'll talk about this together then. Um, so Rogue Company is Hi-Rez Studios' new game. It's a first-person shooter in the vein of Counter-Strike with four-on-four squads. Um, it is, it's got like a little cast of color from mercenaries with individual skills. It is mostly the one-life kind of gameplay where you have one life in each round and you have to use tactics and communicate. Um, but it is been really good. It's really solid. The shooting, the gameplay, the mechanics, it all feels really, really, really good. Everything else in any kind of game can work with iteration. And I think right now where they're at is perfect, but like the one thing you kind of need and one thing that Nintendo has always done well is the gameplay. You nail the gameplay Everything else is fucking just the gravy or the, the icing on top, whatever. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got so, really solid good gameplay here. And it's Same thing with, like, uh, Destiny, man. Like, mm-hmm. you play Destiny. That, that is just such a smooth, natural shooter. Like, it is perfectly yeah. designed for that. And that's what makes you want to play is because of that gameplay loop. And mm-hmm. I agree. Bro, Company, is, it's real nice. It's pretty easy pick up and play. It's nice. It's a third-person shooter. It's a little more user-friendly, I feel. Uh, it is a free-to-play game, right? Yeah, 100% so, free-to-play. You can pay yeah. to get extra characters or unlock them by honestly spending a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It is a grind, but I mean, that's they're, they're out there to make money. I don't hate them, mm-hmm. but I like that the option's there should you choose to do it. And mm-hmm. it is... I've had a lot of fun playing this game. It's... I don't know what else to say. I... I guess if I do have a complaint, it's one that I've logged many times. I feel like the uh, the competitive mode in the game, the way too many rounds, it's way too yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they cut that back a little bit, that would be hugely beneficial. I feel, in my opinion, because uh, everything else about the game, I like the quickness aspect of it. That a game isn't yeah. going to take uh, a half hour, forty five, an hour long, like. We're going to get in a couple games a night. We're not just going to be stuck there, get a loss, and then that's it. That's what we're doing for the night. So mm-hmm. I really like that aspect, too. The ability to play multiple games. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Agreed. Perfect. All uh, right, so that was your six. Or that was my six and your five. Yeah. So then <laughs> that'll pop to my five then. Yeah. Which is not going to be on your list 100%. Um, but fuck it, it's in my top five. Everybody on the face of the planet can just eat a collective fat one because my number five is Marvel's Avengers from oh. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. Um, not what I thought it was going to be at all, but nobody, uh, seems to fucking enjoy this game at all. It's the easiest game to make fun of this year until Cyberpunk took that man- mantle at the end. And now we just don't even remember Avengers. But, man, I I really, jeez, I enjoyed the story. I think what was there at launch is really good. What's 
been going on since launch has been very admirable and promising. But um, it is it is one hundred percent a game that just did not have enough content to be the Destiny game. I mm. think the single player story was really really well done. But it's the aftertaste of as soon as you're done with that story, you go into this multiplayer mode that they really want to be Destiny with this this emphasis on grinding. But they have no real incentive to grind. None of the gear is really specialized or important at a certain point. Um, I spent several hours. Um, this was one of my top three most played games on the PlayStation 4 last year. Uh, and it was all getting Captain America through his entire grinding card, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, because of course I would. But like that is an insanely long and tedious process that I don't anticipate anybody who doesn't have a fucking love for those characters to get into. The rewards are like some alternate, like slightly off color Captain America suits. <laughs> like they just don't do quite enough. Like, it's good bones, but they just need a little bit more content. Like, what? It, it's real sad, but kind of what needed to happen was, like, this needs to come out, be the sacrificial lamb, and then become a free-to-play game in two years, and this is where it's going to be good. But that said, I still spent over 100 fucking hours on it, and I did enjoy a lot of my time. And, like, when the game is is good and you have like a solid group of people and you're doing objectives and like you know what you're doing as Captain America or Black Widow or Miss Marvel it all feels really good uh the new character that he added is great it's a lot of fun it's all promising stuff but it's also like it's one it's a recommendation with a huge fucking asterisk so that's Mm -hmm. a very long-winded way to say it is not the nightmare everybody says it is it's not perfect either though, but it has a lot of room for growth and I do think it's going to get there. Buddy, I will tell you, you don't have to defend yourself to me. I like final fantasy 15. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I get it. I get liking the game that, uh, everybody hates and you don't see why they hate it. And you don't like, this is one though. I see, I can kind of see why, but specifically why we're calling it out in this game is kind of absurd to me because I got you when we're talking about like glitches and bugs and game crashes like that's um almost every single one of these games on my list this year has had those issues outside of one and it's only because it was on the fucking switch and the switch Hmm. seems to be the most stable fucking system go figure but what a thought right um, but like, I think that's indicative of gaming in 2020. Every game launches real shit and they have fucking issues and server shit and glitch. And this is just like the cycle of life. So this is more what grinded my gears about the Avengers and even cyberpunk this year is like, you fucking ignorant people. Do you not remember like this happens every fucking big game? And then you wait six months and it's all of a sudden better. Like it just, this is how it goes now. Is it right? No, but like, don't act like this doesn't happen. This is the industry we're in. There's a lot of people that claim that they want like six month follow up reviews for a lot of games. Cause like, yeah. Cause they do change now. Games are an evolving thing. It sucks that companies can get away with releasing broken messes a la Cyberpunk and. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but that is what the fucking era we live in now. And they, again, they should fucking release it, but as long as they're getting fixed, like they should be examined on as it goes on. I feel so. But anyways, um, I guess that's going to take me to my next one. What is that? My number four. Yeah, I think we'll be into the fours. Uh, my number four is this little 2D side-scrolly, roguelike hacky, slashy, funny, fun uh, little game called Hades came out this year. Ah. It's by the people that made Bastion and Transistor. Um, it's nice. Gi- super giant games, I super think. Super giant, yeah. It's a nice, beautiful, hand-drawn sprite work, just all-around gorgeous game. Uh, like you were saying earlier, uh, you can do a lot if the controls are good and the combat is so buttery smooth and it mm-hmm. plays like what you want. It's like another sort of top-down isometric Dark Souls, I say in air quotes, because you do a lot of like roll dodging with iframes and uh, attacking and things. It's it's just all around. It's great. If you are into that thing, I'm sure you already know about Hades and have probably played it, so... Uh, my recommendation ain't gonna do much for you, but I do rank it pretty high. It's a pretty sweet ass game, so you should check out Hades if you like that type of stuff. Nice, I like that. It's one that I've been meaning to check out simply because of the caliber of the studio and mm-hmm. the other games they put out have been, I would say, like perfect pieces of game art, mm-hmm. and like they don't overstay their welcome. They're perfect, so I was very curious to see what they do with a roguelike. When yeah, they don't uh, this have one was limits. a it was a day one buy for me. So yeah, yeah, and this is one that's not super expensive. I think it's like at the highest it's twenty five. So I think so. Yeah, so easy. Definitely wish listed on Steam. You'll grab it. So hell yeah, eighties. Nice. nice, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, that leaves my number four, which is from the PlayStation Five itself. Like, the actual inside oh, of the PlayStation is. 5, it's Astro's Playroom. Yeah. And, um, man, this game was creative and just a joyous little experience. It's a, it's a good little showcase of, one, the PlayStation 5's kind of graphic prowess, but mm-hmm. also the controller. More specifically, yep. the controller. Like, it is, it is a really unique way to use the controller every time you step into a new level. They have so much fun with it. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a little bit maybe derivative of some Super Mario stuff recently, like Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, yeah. But that's fine. If you're going to do that, do it from the best. And it works here. They do enough that's different. I think it's fun. My only complaint is that because it is a free game, that's with PS5, it's it's a little short. Uh, it's a 100% sure. everything. Takes maybe six hours or so. Maybe not even that much. It's, it's, it's a, a great, short experience. But it is a great game to like get for free. You're ensuring you're getting something with the PS5. It does a great job, like you said, of showing things off. My uh, During the 24-hour stream, I like to open this up and have people go through the controller demo just because it's really cool, all the things that it's showing off with, like, the the 
touch sensitive vibration and the controllers mm. that are like pressure sensitive. Uh, it's a, it's a really sweet little game. Yeah, agreed. I didn't rate it uh, just because I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> to be honest with you, so I'm glad you brought it up. That'll happen. It yeah. is a fun. <laughs> it is a fun, quick, cute little thing. So, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so I guess that takes me to my number three, which is maybe going to be a bit of a shock to you. Uh, but that's going to be the Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, that's not a shock to me. Why would that be a shock to me? Well, just because it wasn't number one. <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to happen. Because oh, I, I remember you were getting kind of burnt out towards Endgame in it a little bit. Yeah. Uh... It's not to say burnt out. I guess maybe that is the right way to say it. It's just I like what they do with the new combat. It's just still weird to wrap my head around Final Fantasy VII not turn based. Um, hmm. I I had no problem with you know fifteen doing that. I look forward to sixteen with this even more action styled combat. Yeah. It just it also it a lot of the fights you. What I like to do in a Final Fantasy is grind, and you don't really grind in Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's way more of like a linear mm. sort of experience. More so, like people joke about thirteen being like a hallway simulator, but for real, in like Final Fantasy VII, you're only doing like set things in a set area. You're not really going out and getting down in the nitty gritty and fighting a hundred houses in the wall market if you want to wanted to you know you you don't really get because the enemies also don't sort of respawn they're yeah it's just linear uh i'm uh, too linear yeah. for my taste i wanted i wanted to get out and explore around midgar and that's what i thought was going to be given to me and again it's just more of uh here's a chunk kind of exploring this little world and then we'll move you to the next one it wasn't as enjoyable as I wanted. So overall, but yeah. other than that, it was a fantastic fucking game. I fucking loved it. Don't don't get me wrong by short selling it in that way. It was a fucking awesome narrative, and mm-hmm. I really like what they're doing narratively with it. They are making something sort of fresh, which I have explained to you, I think, and don't want to get into spoilers on this, but uh, for sure, it's awesome. Um, really, really nice. enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I I can I can get that. I uh, remember specifically was it you were not into the one hundred percent completionist side of it uh, on this go round. Maybe that's why it's not hitting you in the same way like a Final Fantasy fifteen would. Because for uh, some reason those games got you, and yeah, then you and, would do well, everything. That's funny you say that because I actually just transferred all of the Final Fantasy seven stuff to my PS five because I'm going to start trying oh. to f- finish it now. I'm ready. It's just, I think there were also a lot of other things that had come out around the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance to really play them, so I didn't try to devolve too much time to it. I see. I see. Okay, well. But I'm ready now. My body is ready. I will get by them. So. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, that leads me into my number three, which is what we hinted on earlier, which is... Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS5. Um, and as you said, I think this is a wonderful showcase for the PS5. Gorgeous mm-hmm. visuals and lighting effects. Um, 
man, the 4K looks smooth. It's 30 frames per second of 4K, or you can do 60 frames. I always just did the 4K to have a nicer image, and it looks great. Mm -hmm. It's so good. God, I just can't wait to see what else this generation does. But I'm right there with you, and this is why this is not higher up in my list. Spider-Man, the 2018 Insomniac game, was my number one the year it came out. I loved it. Incredible revolutionary. Miles Morales feels a lot like that with a few extra powers, but like a different story. And I'd argue even maybe a better, tighter story. I really liked the villain in this one more than I liked the villain in Spider-Man until Doc Ock shows up. I didn't give a shit about uh, the negative guy. Mr. Negative. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mr. Negative, but he's, he's just nowhere near as compelling as what they do with the Tinkerer here. Mm -hmm. The Tinkerer is great. And the Tinkerer is a shit show in the comics. Like not fucking interesting at all. Well, and I like the Tinkerer's henchman. It was a nice mix up and it brought in, Mm. uh, Miles' venom power really nicely. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. again, I thought it was great. I really, I don't know if I would have scored it as high if, like, I really enjoyed getting the, uh, into the Spider-Verse suit and running on the, on the twos animation. Yeah. Or on the threes. So fucking cool. That was yeah. awesome to just do that forever. But again, it, it was a little derivative. It wasn't new enough. It was a nice taste, Agreed. a nice touch off. But yeah, it was, that's why I didn't score it higher. Again, not to say that it's a bad game. I think it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. Same. Same. That's exact. I think you and I are the exact same, except I think just sadly this year you played more games than I did, which is probably many that are (laughs) going to be higher. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which I guess jumps me to my number deuce, my number two here, Mm -hmm. which was a game that I thought I was going to like. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I fucking did. And this game was awesome. And that is Doom Eternal. Uh-huh. Doom yeah. Eternal fucking rips, dude. This game kicks every ass you've ever known. It's so awesome from start to finish. So brutal. I, of course, it's fucking Doom. And it's like the best Doom of all Doom. It's so good. The soundtrack just... Ah! Mick Gordon fucking <laughs> rules it. It's so awesome. Brutal. There's a fucking... Uh, what do you call a grappling hook now attached to a sh- double barrel shotgun that you can just zoop up the enemies and blast them? Dude, it's so great. Doom Eternal. I can't say more. Like, that's all I got to say. That's Hell great. Yes. I cannot wait to play this game. It's one I just picked up uh, right at the end of the year for like a New Year sale for so you, like you 20 got bucks. Now? Yeah, nice. Um, nice. I completely forgot it came out in 2020 until I read a <laughs> list earlier tonight. So I would have maybe tried to play that real quick to get it in because I thought it was 2019 for sure. No, it was definitely Damn. this year. It was All great. Right. Well, that it's is definitely one I look forward to. Day, Doom Eternal came out the same day as Animal Crossing. They launched the oh, same day. Oh, yeah, that's uh-huh. right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then Animal Crossing went on to just completely overshadow it in pop culture zeitgeist. And then but I forgot it was a thing. <laughs> I think Doom Eternal weirdly might have the more staying power. To be uh, completely honest. Shocker. So, so. Shocker. We'll see. We'll see. The but game yeah. that was propelled by social isolation uh, does not have the staying power of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> A stalwart of the video... I Just video games. A stalwart of video games. Dude, it's Doom... It's fucking 
so perfectly refined down to the absolute purest essence. Did you ever play Doom 2016? Mm-hmm. Did you I like it? it? Oh, Dude, it's so good. Doom Eternal is so much better than Doom 2016 on every level. I'm not even lying. Every part is better in Doom Eternal. That was the one thing that potentially held me off of Doom Eternal was it. I maybe ignorantly thought going into it, it looked a little samey. It looked like I was just going to be getting the expansion the complete to Doom 2016. opposite of what uh, Spider-Man was for both of us. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal is so fucking fresh with all of it. Dude. Oh my God, Ryan. I can't wait for you to fucking play it. It's so you good. You turned me on this. Yeah. It's all so right. fucking good. It's my number Gonna two, man. Note. Gonna make a note to do this one as soon as I can. All right. Very nice. I like it. It's good number two. What about you, buddy? Once you, in fact, two. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it on you. Give me your number two and your number one. I want to give my number one last. All right. Well, I'll start with my number two then. Uh, my number two is Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Holy shit, guys! We did it. We got a Dynasty Warriors game in the favorite games of a year. <laughs> um, I I. Am, all right, so one, I am biased. I do enjoy Dynasty Warriors games, but I do also like kind of know that they are a little bit generic and a little bit kind of like the blockbusters of the video game world. They're just dumb, fun button masters. They're nothing more than that. They're not anything high art. Um, I don't even think they're anything super great mechanically. What they're doing with the Hyrule Warriors game, I think is trying to maybe make it a little bit more mechanically interesting. And I think they've managed to do it very, very well in the second one specifically. Uh, what they do is they kind of take... All right. <sighs> it's like, how, how do I even talk about this? So Dynasty Warriors games usually have casts of like hundreds of characters that sure. you can play that are all relatively just like kind of throwaway and generic. Uh, Hyrule Warriors takes that down to a much, much smaller cast. Enough yeah, so, like, it might But they might all get to seem... shine, right? Yes, yeah. that's it. Uh, and so it, it might be a little disappointing at first. You're like, oh, that's it? That's gonna be all there is? But there is just so much complexity. They have missions designed specifically around characters that reference events in Breath of the Wild or that Breath of the Wild referenced itself. Um, and if you're a Breath of the Wild fan, like, the attention to detail is so good. Everything from the HUD down to the musical cues, everything, like, is just the perfect attention to detail from that universe, that world. But, like, un- with the Dynasty Warriors combat system that's been given, I think, that Nintendo-level polish and care to make it interesting, to make it mm-hmm. addictive, that you want to keep playing and go one more... I, oftentimes, like Dynasty Warriors games, are, like I'll pick up and play a match or two and be like, "Yep, that's good. I've I've done that. Like I've I've no interest to keep going. Like it's one I have to play like an hour at a time, and that's good." Hyrule Warriors has managed to make it interesting enough where like it compels me to keep playing, and like I have like four hours later, I'm like, I should probably put this down. <laughs> I need to take a break. <laughs> I wonder if part of this too is the fact that overall, to you the story of Zelda and Link and the Calamity is much more familiar and much more engaging rather than like, I still say like the year 700 King Queen dynasty, like 
travesties characters like I think and that's maybe what makes Hyrule Calamity Warriors overall more mm-hmm. engaging with the general public too cuz they don't give a shit about 700 BC King Dynasty well shit that is true because uh I the some of my favorite Dynasty Warriors games have been the ones where they've incorporated some of the Greek mythology and that pantheon of people. Um, what, like, Warriors, Orochi, Four? Like, the big villain was Zeus. And, like, you're going up against Zeus and the Greek pantheon and slowly turning them to your side. And that's one that has, like, 140 fucking playable characters. And it's like, great, <laughs> they, it doesn't matter. Like, you just switch out names and, like, different skins and it doesn't matter. Um... I think that's a, a the big part of it. Um, you could have a big roster and flip it out, and if they're interchangeable, it doesn't matter. But uh, you're not wrong. It's something something more tailored to a fan base specifically is going to interest you more. Um, I would definitely be interested in seeing what they could do with any number of franchises outside this. But with what they were able to do here, it, it really shows a good reverence for the source material and... Also, it's not, at the same time, it's also not afraid to be a Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, and it embraces that. And I think really shows like the, the benefits of a Dynasty Warriors game. It really boosts both properties in a way that like, usually when you mix two things, either one kind of benefits or the other, or they both kind of just become a jumble mess. They both kind of, benefit from it so i i don't know i was very 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 surprised with this one and really enjoyed my time with it i have not 100 percented it yet but i i'm gonna go back and get real fucking close which is more than i can say for a lot of other (laughs) dynasty uh, warriors yeah yeah i tell you i don't i played a few of the very early dynasty warrior games Mm -hmm. uh the only character i remember is uh Fukushima, and I only remember him because I always called him Fuck Yushima, and then I that used him right. to fuck everybody up. I'd just wreck, and I'd be like, it's Fuck Yushima, and I, oh, it was great. I like Dynasty <laughs> Warriors, uh, it, to the point that it's got me intrigued on this one. It's good. And I know, I'm always looking for something nice and new to play for the Switch, so you mm. know what? You put this one on my radar, so. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, sadly, it's a Nintendo property, so it's never, ever, it's never going ever on sale. going to drop. Yeah, right. in price. Yeah. That's um, the way that it is. That's just the way it is. If you want a cheaper alternative option, I would also say the Dragon Quest Heroes versions. Also very good. Yeah. Um, they do something very interesting with the Dynasty Warriors mechanic, too. They okay. turn it into almost like a, a tower-based game, but with, like, quests... And, like, a deep RPG mechanic that's fucking interesting. It's real, really interesting. But, again, it's one where, like, I'm not a Dragon Quest fan. So, all these characters coming from, like, Dragon Quest 1 through 10, I don't know. And it means nothing for me. But, mechanically, it was fun. You and I are going to become super ultra best friends when the Dynasty Warriors Final Fantasy crossover happens. I mean, here's the thing. I... Don't even care what Final Fantasy's done in the last five years, but if it was a Dynasty Warriors game only with Final Fantasy 15 characters, I'd fucking play it, and I'd probably <laughs> love it. It wouldn't. I love those games so much mechanically. I would play one based in Final Fantasy for sure. Let's make it happen, Square. It's hap- 
We're also pitching to Square. It's not. It's not far off. We've got a no. Persona one coming out in a few months, what? I think. Yeah, Persona. Right. No, I'm really Strikers, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting into all these. We're gonna play them all. Online co-op. Yeah. Let's They're do fun. it, buddy. Well, yeah. The, well, online co-ops, the hit and miss. It depends oh. on when the budget calls for it, because oftentimes <laughs> it they don't. found Asians do not like to do co-op Dynasty Warriors. So if the Asians don't do it, they cut it out of U.S. release because it doesn't sell can't. here. Yeah, fair enough. I can't blame them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about what? I'll, oh, no, I'll go sorry. Ahead and do my so, number yeah, one. No, let me do yeah, mine. Our number ones. Yeah. Uh, so my number one, I don't know. You probably have pegged this one. Do you know what it is? Oh, yeah. Do you want me to call it? Yeah, go ahead. It's Demon Souls. It is Demon Souls, hands <laughs> down. Demon Souls was fucking... I knew it was going to be good, and it was so far beyond even what I expected. It was so fucking good. That game looks so amazing. Oh, my God. And I fully admit, a huge part of this is nostalgia for me. Demon Souls was like one of the first games that... I don't know, it's so fucking lame and stupid to say, but it almost, like, changed me. It made me, like, get better. I had to get good at fucking Demon Souls, and uh, that was the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I remember it kicking my ass, and I gave up on it. I thought it was stupid. I hated it, and I didn't play it for, like, a year. And then I played it again, and somehow it clicked, and I fucking fell in love. So, and that game was such, I don't know, it was such a treat. I loved Every second I've played of that game yeah. so far, and I just look forward to playing more. Mm-hmm. And graphically, it's maybe the best looking game on the PlayStation Five right now. Which I think so. I, I think a lot of people would agree. Interesting that it's a pre-master, but yeah, I think it might be the best looking game on the PlayStation Five. It is just gorgeous all around. Like mm-hmm. oh, the the details, the fucking everything. It's so yeah. good. Ah, yeah. I can't stress enough how beautiful it looks, how well it plays. Yeah. I, I again air quotes because it is a Demon's Dark Souls control style. Like it can be awkward to learn at first, but mm-hmm. when you get it, you get it, and you can play Sekiro super fast. So, no. Anyways, true. Yeah, true. Demon Souls, hands down, number one. If you have a PS5, you should have Demon Souls, if only to look at how pretty your PS5 can look. All right, I think that's a perfect game. Uh, kind of exactly what I would guess for you. Do you have a guess to what my number one game of 2020 is going to be? I fucking... I unfortunately don't. I don't yeah. know what, what it could be, to be honest with you. I would have A last-minute contender. It is? Okay. Yeah. I got is it overcooked? In, it's not overcooked. <laughs> okay. No, I did overcooked. Two come out last year. I believe. I believe it was 2020. Let me see. That I'm might have had sure an honorable mention. If it came out in 2020, Overcooked Two would have an honorable mention. Maybe not top of the year. Oh, but I'm sorry. Overcooked Two was actually 2018. So 18. Never yeah. Mind. All right. It's been a while. It's been a while. As as Aaron Lewis once said, "It's been a while." <laughs> God damn. Since I wow. could. What a gross pull. And I love stained. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Not just saying, but pulling out the name uh, too. Yeah, you you knew the You're name. Welcome. I did too. I did too. I knew the fucking name. Uh. <laughs> uh, no. 
Sadly, that is not my number one. Uh, my number one of 2020 was Crash Bandicoot 4. Wow! It's about time. Wow. And this one just got squeaked in, but it's not one that I didn't spend time with. Uh, because in order to beat this game, you have to spend time with it. It is, it is a 2D, tough as nails platformer again. Like, I, I don't think, I still think maybe Crash Bandicoot 1 is the hardest of all of them. But this is right up there, maybe just slightly behind. But so this was this was a new sequel, right? This wasn't like a remaster. This was brand new. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there was Crash Bandicoot one through three on the PlayStation One, all done by Naughty Dog, who we love. Uh, And then they moved on to Greener Pastures in the PlayStation Two genre era fucking jesus that's the word i was looking for in the playstation 2 era by doing jack and daxter in those games and then uncharted and all that so then they just left the crash bandicoot license up to fucking vivendi universal i think and uh they made a bunch of shitty third person whatever games um that then essentially just became non-canon and they came back this year and Sony had their first party house that did the uh, one through three remasters come back and just make a four, ignoring wow. everything else in between, kind of like Terminator did. Nice. And they're like, nope, this is just what it is. This is four. And I think in four, they're able to do what none of the other Crash Bandicoot sequels have done since that third one, which is maintain that same Crash Bandicoot feel while also introducing very new elements. And I didn't think I was going to be nostalgia, nostalgic or miss a Crash Bandicoot game, but it ended up, I actually, I, I super was. I'm, I, I am just a platform person in general. I love platforming games, 2D, 3D, whatever. I'm a huge platformer, but like Crash Bandicoot specifically, when they were good, they were so fucking good. And mm-hmm. four, is just all good. It's hard. It's real hard at times, but it is good. And like where it's hard, it's precision. You have to know what you're doing. And I don't think it's cheap. It is that super meat boy level of you just have to kind of get good and know what you're doing. (laughs) But like the checkpoints are not bad. They're not pull your hair out, throw a controller because you have to do three minutes of bullshit before you get to the hard part that you have sure. to learn. And you do they that wisely put the checkpoints yeah. right before the hard part. And well, then you might gracious. be there for a hundred tries, but it's right there. So it's okay. never, it's never bad. And I will say there is a death count as they go. And there have been some claims, but like, if you're not going for the 100% crate run your first way through, there's never any level that you're going to go outside of more than, let's say, 20 deaths. Uh, and, and again, that's from start to finish for like a 10-minute platforming level that's really precise. In Meat Boy, there were like levels in the end that are like, you're 80. dying at least yeah. 100 times. Yeah, for sure. For the entire world, just every level is 100 deaths. And that's yeah, exactly. Going. It's going to take so, you for fucking ever. Um, I just, I, I don't think it's that... As hard as uh, uh, many people, many reviewers are making it out to be. But I do think it is that return to like good, smart, balanced difficulty. And maybe I think that's the point that's being missed is it's just it's that 
good smart difficulty. And for that, that reason, reward you for it was playing my it. favorite. Like a it Dark does. Souls or a Bloodborne. And, oh my god, I'll say too, like, one of the things I love, it's stupid, it's worthless. Every level you can go back in 100% that level and get a new skin for each character. So, so it, can, it, again, I just talked about how much I like dress up, so... Yeah, it's that, that each, me... uh, Crash and Coco, they have like 40 or 50 costumes god each damn. that you okay. unlock. And it's, it's good incentives, it's, it's enough, I don't know. They have time trial stuff you have to do, but they do ghosts and it incorporates in a way that's not frustrating. I, again, it, it just so much bang for your buck in a, in a 2D platformer. I, I was blown away by this fucking game. I, I really, really impressed by it. I like that you and I both picked nostalgic games for our number ones. So we yeah, were both heavy into that 2020. this year. Yeah, 2020 uh, was the year for that. I remember I could tell that you were liking Crash Bandicoot because it was one of those games that and I get these occasionally. Like, <laughs> I you just don't talk to anybody. We didn't hear from you for like a couple of weeks because that's all you're doing is you're like, oh no, I wanna I wanna do more of this. So mm-hmm. definitely oh, yeah. been there too, man. Just you get fucking the fangs get sunk in. Sometimes it's hard to get that back off. Yeah. So, yep, that was one. That was one. It's usually I can start playing a game like, oh yeah, I'm really gonna like this, and I can pace myself. As soon as I started playing it, it was hard not to just unravel everything immediately. <laughs> it's, oh God, it was just so good. Here's one uh, that neither of us mentioned. Uh, the Last of Us 2. I didn't play it. I didn't either, man. I would have, so. but I've also not played the first one because I want to. I just know what how serious and heavy of a game it is, and I can never the trigger on it and it's a shame on me but from all accounts I've heard it's a fantastic game and mm-hmm. uh, I think I saw Dunky said he's played through it like three times and it is fucking wrecked him every time but he said it was yeah. like his did he say it was his top or no Red Dead was his number one uh, well he does the weird thing where his 20 his his favorites of the year are just any game he plays in 2020 sure. so yeah Red Dead was I think the top right before he said Super Mario 2 is bullshit or something that was great <laughs> um yeah uh, so let me ask you this buddy 2020 overall how would you rate the games that you played on a a through F scale well, like the, I, the year as a whole. Interesting. Hmm. Well, if we're talking about just the 2020 games that were released in 2020 that I played, I maybe only played everything you heard here plus Maneater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I platinum Maneater, so I didn't hate it enough not to do that. Um, yeah. So at the very least, I thought gaming was pretty decent to very good. In 2020, if you're going from that scale, but I, I'm a person who like I play games from every era because I have such mm-hmm. a backlog of shit I've not played. But I'll tell you, the very best thing I played in 2020 was not a 2020 release game, and it's a game that you'll disagree with. Breath of the Wild. That's, oh, 2020 is the year the I finally jumped in, and I spent 200 hours in that game, and I. Loved I'll be honest it. with you. I want to. I want to give it another shot. I've been really thinking about yeah. it a lot lately. Uh, you just have so. to be really patient. 
And mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. It's it's and a, I think that's it's what a, I wasn't. It's so. a slow, subtle game. It is. And that's I think the brilliance of it which is the most pretentious thing to say about it because it's like, well, fuck you for your opinion. You just can't appreciate it because <laughs> it's slow and subtle. Uh, You're a dummy. I don't mean that, uh, but it is just, it's one where it's not attention grabbing. It really is not attention grabbing. And the brilliant things are things you'll learn 40, 50 hours into it. Where you're like, oh, they've been doing this a lot. Oh, I guess that's just how they design it. Oh, that's actually a brilliant design. That just really saves a lot of kind of backtracking or this or that or whatever. I I ended up being just completely blown away with it. So whatever, 2016, 2017 game. That was that was my game of 2020. <laughs> well, fucking A, man. Uh, I don't think... I had a super old game that I played a lot of this year. Well, any game. what Any game that you didn't mention What's, that you got really into in 2020. That's what I'm saying. I can't think of really any of them that I... Really? Yeah, that I played this year. Tons of that didn't also come out this year, I don't think. Oh, I well, there's one that you've been doing recently. Yeah. Which one? There's Resident Evil Final 3? Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's 2021, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, I've put a fuckload of time into, and I'm going to play it as soon as we're finished recording here, because I'm in the last grindy stages, so. Oh, shit. Very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Very nice. Where, uh, what level are your characters at right now? Uh, Squall's my highest at 64, but Final Fantasy VIII's also in the weird one where, like, the game gets harder the higher level you go because enemies scale, so. You don't want to overlevel. I mean, once you to ninety nine, and you if you've junctioned everything right, you're fine. But some things can be easier at a low level too. Huh. So, oh, that kind of min max makes my head hurt. I don't like to keep track of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's all I got to say about games of twenty twenty, buddy. Yeah. Um, I think surprisingly good list from both of us. I think again, very different. Very different every year, but um, I don't know. I, think I like the similarities that we have to perfect, that, perfect for both of us. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's always a little bit of crossover, but I feel like even more than the movies, there's a lot more. I think um, differing perspectives and different different games on we display. Def- yeah, we have we have way more different things that we are drawn to because you're like mm-hmm. you said, you're the 2D platformer guy. And I'm much more the RPG or first person guy. We both kind of mm-hmm. have a first person crossover, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. I love our I love our differences. It's what makes us us, buddy. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Twenty twenty one is the year of love. Uh, what we, is this? Right? Are you are you naming it now? No, no. I, I already named it last time, but I'm just saying oh, it's did, also oh. year of love. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, but yeah, this was also cool. So we, this was, uh, this episode, we also just broadcast entirely live on Twitch. Uh, yeah, that is something we're gonna we be are doing, doing now. Whoa. Yeah. We're going to be doing that with episodes from here on out. You can hear them early or you can hear them. Well, they'll also come out on Fridays like normal, but if you don't want to wait, we're going to do them live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> That's what we said we were going to do. Um, the Bill O'Reilly. Oh Yeah. So yeah, come hang out with us. It'll be, you know, midweek every week when we do these. That's generally when we hang out. So 
Uh, we really yeah. fucked up because we have no idea what we're talking about next week, do we? We haven't made any plans. I mean, I'm ready to go on uh, episode one racer if you want to squeak that in in four hours. Okay, let me see what I can do then. Work on that, and if not, we'll come up with a movie. Okay, cool. We'll come up with some movie in the meantime, but we will have something next week. There will oh, be no. podcasts. Just to clarify what we said here, we are going to be recording this live on stream, yeah. and then this will also be an audio podcast. This podcast was fully just recorded, uh, Dustin. Everything yeah. that we just said was recorded and will be released, too. We're just also doing them live now. It's a little fun thing. We don't interact with chat while we're doing them because, you know, we're trying to record. But you guys can hang out and listen and check them out. So mm-hmm. the Fincher February, that's what Master Mold Mike says. Hey, let's do this real quick while we got you here. Let's, let's you take go. it out. Do either of you guys have a top game of 2020? What was your number one? That's it. Yeah. See, if you guys stay and hang out in the chat, you get rewarded by being in the episode. If you can make it through the end of the episode and listen to our droning and droning, and dr- you're rewarded Yeah. by being on the only podcast ever <laughs> in existence with a guy that's got his own pilot on NBC. This is true. This is true. Cool guy. Sorry, John Hamm and Nathan Fillion. <laughs> that's who that's it was. right. It's that's absurd. Right. It's totally Blaney. I knew it. Master Mold Mike says Last of Us 2. Mike Lanham. Uh, not surprised there. Neither Ryan and I nor uh, played it. We already talked about that. I'm glad that mm-hmm. you liked it. Uh, I'm glad a lot of people liked it. Hell yeah, man. You say I heard it's, I heard it's yeah. fantastic. So It yeah. seems very cinematic. And I can already tell with what Naughty Dog was doing in, in Uncharted 4 and Lost of Legacy. Uh, their storytelling game is only going to evolve from this point forward. Um, so very interested in anything they do. I just got to play catch up. Me too, buddy. Um, played it twice. Wow. Oh, damn, did he? Shit. He played yeah, it twice. That, well, that, uh, that means that he likes it. So, uh, oh, and shit. I like it. <laughs> Dustin, uh, says his favorite was Ghost of Tsushima. Eek. All right. Well, hey, man, that's the thing. That's a beautiful thing. I'm glad you like it. I know another buddy that he fucking played it the shit out of it because he is loved Dave, it. Dave or is this another another buddy? Uh, Mitch, I know, also really yeah. fucking like Ghost of Tsushima. Fucking loved yeah. it. So, yep. <laughs> RE2. Yeah, right. I'm just now into RE3. I know that pain, Mike. So yep. I'm really digging RE3 so far, though. Man, I was getting dodges so good last night. It sucks. It froze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you play very differently than I play a horror game. You were really <laughs> up in it, like fucking dodging around. I would have had a heart attack and just been dead. I'm the, I can't do it all. You got to get in there, man. Got to face nah. your fears. Yeah. Nah. Anyways, nah. man, we got to <laughs> shut up, dude. This is like an hour 20. This was a good episode. Um, it is. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat. And thank yeah. you for joining us at home in the podcast. We appreciate and, uh, all of you equally. We love you. Uh, stick around, you know, we're going to be doing so much fucking Twitch stuff, you guys. And uh, some other things we've got true. in the pipeline. We've got some things discussed. It's going to be good. But until then, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And, uh, you know, go game with yourself in 2021, everybody. 